Hello and welcome to another episode of the Three Ball Podcast. Um, today we're going to talk about some breaking news that happened last night and some other stuff that's going on in the sports world, music world, and we're going to also talk about movies when movies do start coming out again. So that should be fun. But um, the breaking news that happened last night: Conor McGregor has officially retired from fighting. Um. Now, will this be like a Floyd Mayweather retire? Like, he's going to retire now, then come back in a couple years, or a year or two, and decide that he wants to fight again? I don't know, but, um, since technically he did retire, we're going to go look at his career as a whole. I mean, it's, he's going in the UFC Hall of Fame, obviously, if they have one. I really don't know. I'm not into UFC like some other people, but, um... If there's a UFC Hall of Fame, he will go in it. Now, I really... Connor's a successful fighter and a successful businessman, obviously. But I don't consider him a great fighter just because... He's lost... He's, he's lost, like, four fights. He's And he's won, like, 24 around there. He, he's in the 20s and wins. Um, He lost a boxing match to uh, Floyd Mayweather... That was the biggest boxing match in history. Um, so is he going to retire? He retired in all fighting, which I thought we were going to get an Oscar De La Hoya, Conor McGregor fight, which I would have been looking forward to, but not anymore because Conor retired. Um, I think it's sad because I wanted to see that fight, but hey, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, Conor McGregor hasn't held a championship in... Three years, I'd say, and he's technically still in his prime, and he's retiring, and he's not like he's the Michael Jordan of the sport. I mean, John Jones is the greatest UFC fighter, or you could go Chuck Liddell. There are a lot of other guys who are better than Conor McGregor, so it's not like he's the greatest of all time in his sport. Um, the last fight that we that I saw of him, it was the uh, him versus Cowboy. He knocked out Cowboy in like. 30 seconds, um, very overhyped fight, and it didn't live up to the hype, but that's the last time I saw a Conor McGregor fight, I think so, I think that's the last time we saw a Conor McGregor fight in general, but, um, yeah, very shocking that he decided to retire, maybe he goes into WWE, maybe he wants to count that as entertainment instead of professional fighting, who knows, because a lot of UFC guys have gone from UFC to WWE, so maybe he's going to be in WWE, who knows, but it's it's definitely shocking that he announced his retirement last night on Twitter, I mean, it's definitely very shocking in my opinion, I thought he had a good two years left in him, but uh, yeah, he shocked the world by saying I'm done, and so also, I try not to get political, but Drew Brees made some political comments, so we're going to talk about it, because Drew Brees is obviously a football player, and I cover sports. Drew Brees uh, said that he would never kneel for the national anthem, because it disrespects the flag, uh, when he was asked about the protest in 2016. Um, the protests in 2016 were not about disrespecting the flag, they were more about protesting police brutality, and Republicans always want you to peacefully protest, but then when you do it, they don't want you to do it in that way because it's disrespectful. Um, Drew Brees later apologized for his comments and then went on to uh, 
talk trash to Donald Trump because Donald Trump said he didn't need to apologize. And then Drew Brees went on and said, yeah, I did, blah, blah, blah. Um, he, him and Donald Trump had a Twitter beef for a little bit. Um, Bill Russell also posted on Twitter for like the first time in four years, something like that. Um, Bill Russell said Trump was uh, indecisive and a coward. And it, you have to, he didn't say you have to kneel for it, but he showed a picture of him kneeling and that Trump is indecisive and a coward. So I thought that was pretty funny. You know, Bill Russell usually doesn't talk about these situations, but I'm happy that he did. Because I thought it was interesting that he did talk about it. Um, Bill Russell usually doesn't even do talk shows anymore, or shows in general. You see him once a year for the uh, finals MVP award, that's about it. Uh, we're going to talk about basketball for a little bit right now because the basketball season is going to come back up and we got, we are going to have the playoffs starting in July. Um, it's going to be interesting because LeBron James definitely, you know, a lot of NBA players coming off a rest, a huge rest. Some of them haven't picked up a basketball. It's going to be interesting to see what James Harden does because he lost a lot of weight. If you haven't seen those pictures, you should go look them up. James Harden before he goes up that mountain, and James Harden once he comes down, he's running down a mountain. It's pretty funny. Um, but he lost a lot of weight, and he doesn't look that good anymore. Well, I mean, he looks healthier, but his basketball game revolves around being able to use his body to score bat to score the basketball. Um, so do we see him? come back as a spot-up shooter like he was early in his career, and they just let Russell Westbrook go to work. Um, I don't know who they would face first, but I think they would play the Jazz first. And I think the Rockets can beat the Jazz handily just because of Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Now, uh, the NFL is in a weird situation. We don't know what's going to happen with all the other sports like NFL MLB still hasn't come out with anything yet, saying if they're going to continue their season. Um, I don't know if they will. A lot of MLB players want full pay, or the pay that they should be getting. But also, it's a shortened season anyway. So just play with, play, play with uh, the money they want to give you. And come on. It, ultimately, a lot of MLB players have as much money as they will ever spend. And do they really need more money? That's the thing with NBA players. Like, you could have a superstar team if they would just take less contracts. Like, Chris Paul, when he signed his contract, why why would he just not go join LeBron in Cleveland for, like, $2 million? He has all the money in the world that he needs. He will never run out of money. I don't understand that about NBA players. Once you get, like, three big paydays, which typical NBA players do get, just sign for a minimum contract and you can go win a ring. You could, you could probably win multiple rings. But I don't understand that about NBA players. NFL players do it sometimes. Not a lot of them. Dak Prescott wants to be the highest paid quarterback and, uh, of God's green earth. He's asking for like 40 something million dollars. Um, he is not better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> say the least. Um, I'm going to go down and tell you which one I would rather pick, Dak or, this, Dak or somebody else. Dak or Tom Brady, I'd rather pick Tom Brady, obviously. 
uh, Dak or Drew Brees, I'd want Drew Brees. Dak or Matt Ryan, I'd want Matt Ryan. Dak or Kirk Cousins, I'd want Kirk Cousins. Dak or uh, who else? Josh Rosen, I I'd pick Dak, but I mean Josh Rosen's my homeboy, so Josh Rosen, t- Josh Rosen's better than Dak. Don't don't question it. But anyways, Dak or Tony Romo. Tony Romo, obviously, <laughs> he's not. He doesn't even play NFL football anymore. But I'd still pick Tony Romo over Dak. The only guys I would pick Dak over would probably be Derek Carr, because Derek Carr's not that good. And that's about it, if we're being honest. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because Fitzpatrick's a GOAT. I mean, dude's played everywhere. So yeah, I'd pick Fitzpatrick over him. (laughs) Cowboys. Cowboys fans are going to be mad at me for that one. But, um, I just don't think he deserves $40 million. I mean... You're an average quarterback. There's a reason you were a fourth-round pick. And when Ezekiel Elliott isn't there, you don't play good. Like, Andy Dalton was, Andy Dalton is better than you. If you go look at Andy Dalton's first four years and Dak Prescott's first four years, Andy Dalton is better than Dak Prescott. Now, one of the things that will be interesting is if Dak is really all about the money now, then... What happens if he gets franchise tagged? We've never seen somebody get franchise tagged and still sit out the whole year. That would be interesting if that happened. Now, because most times when in contract negotiations, when you don't, um, when you don't get the deal settled, they franchise tag you. Um, quarterbacks get franchise tagged a lot, like Kirk Cousins. It would have been Kirk Cousins got franchise tagged twice. And a Washington. But we've never seen somebody get franchise tagged and then sit out. So that would be interesting if that happens to Dak. What he would do. Because hypothetically if Dak does get franchise tagged this year. He will make $34 million for one year. One year. And then the next year his franchise tag would be $36 million. And then... They would have paid him over $65 million for two years for a mediocre quarterback. Which is insane that you would do that. Um, I think Dak is a middle-tier quarterback who gets around $20 million in today's market. Um, honestly, if you have a somewhat decent quarterback, then you can win football games. Um... And typically, franchise quarterbacks that you see get drafted really high, like Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, to say the least, those guys don't make impacts right away. The only quarterbacks to make an impact right away were Robert Griffin III. He got drafted number two overall, and he took his team to the playoffs. Andrew Luck, I'm not going to say Andrew Luck because the quarterback before that was Peyton Manning. And the guy who was the quarterback when they did tank was like Jim Sorge and my grandma can throw a football better than him. Not really, but Jim Sorge is a career third-string quarterback and really isn't that... He's not great in NFL standards. Better than me? Yes, but we're not comparing him to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You only need a half-decent quarterback to win football games. That's why the Patriots are going to be fine. 
Jared Stidham, half-decent quarterback, they'll be fine. Now, great quarterbacks, they can make the team a little bit better, but a uh, quarterback is your highest-paid player, doesn't win you the Super Bowl. And we've seen that multiple and multiple times. Um, now, in Chicago, Chicago is going to be my dark horse team to win the Super Bowl if the NFL season is played. Because I like Nick Foles, that defense is still there. Um, defense is still there. Nick Foles, obviously, when he's healthy, he plays good. We've seen him. He's his former Super Bowl MVP for a reason. And, I mean, he's Nick freaking Foles. He's better than Mitch Trubisky. Oh, that's another guy that I picked Dak over, Mitch Trubisky. Because Mitch Trubisky, as much as I love Mitch Trubisky, he's just not good. Uh, I don't think he should have been picked second at all. Uh, I mean, I, I watched him play. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He's just a good average quarterback. He's an average NFL quarterback. Um, the Raiders, they have Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. I do like Marcus Mariota. I think he should start. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he can win football games. That's what you got to have in the NFL. Good quarterbacks who won't turn the ball over. Unless you want to play in a throw-the-ball offense, then you then you actually need a good quarterback. But if you want to stick to power run game, which usually can win you football games, then all you need is a half-decent quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. We're, and the Cowboys, they have the running game. They have the offensive line. They got the defense. So what typically brings you down is Dak, because in their offense, they like to throw the football. Which you don't need to do with Dak Prescott, because he's just a good, average quarterback. He's nothing else. As in WWE, they love to say this, he's just a B-plus player. Nothing else. So that's my opinion on Dak Prescott. And I know Cowboys fans will be mad, but I really don't care. He's asking for 40-something million dollars. Which is insane. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. He's not better than Drew Brees. He's not better than Tom Brady. There are a lot of dudes he's not better than who get paid way less than him. Like Russell Wilson gets paid $30 million. And he wants to get paid $40 million. $10 million more, ten million more than Russell Wilson. But the good thing about NFL contracts is technically they could sign him to this deal. And have less guaranteed money. And they could cut him the next year. Which is the good thing about NFL contracts. Because. You know. Not all the money is guaranteed. Like the way the 49ers could have signed Tom Brady this year. Is the fact that. They don't have Jimmy Garoppolo on a lot of guaranteed money. So they could have cut him. And signed Tom Brady. That's how, the way that would have worked. Now NBA. A lot. I think most of it is guaranteed. If not all of it. So that's the difference between NBA and NFL money. MLB money, Major League Baseball money, on the other hand, it just falls out of the sky. There's no salary cap in the Major League Baseball. That's why people like the Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox have money to spend and money to keep. Because tons of money comes in and they have tons of money to spend. Which I don't like about baseball, but it's a good rule. I mean, if you implemented it for all sports, like the Raiders, the, the, when they were in Oakland, why should they have 
as much money to spend as the, let's just say, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's a bigger city than Oakland. Atlanta should have more money to spend than freaking Oakland. That's just my view on it. But I'm not the commissioner of the NFL. I'd also like to mention the commissioner does get booed every time he steps out. He even got booed in uh, virtual reality, too. So, hey, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, with the NBA season going to finish, well, they're going to start in June and play. The NBA draft will come up also. I'm going to have my mock draft, but I'm going to talk about one of the prospects right now. Um, LaMelo Ball. Um, I'm not a LaMelo Ball fan, like, whatsoever. Granted, I know he scores a lot of points, but he also shoots horrible from the floor. He shoots 36% from the floor and like 20-something percent from the three-point line. Which is insane that he's even, he's in discussion for top five pick. Yeah, you can score, but you don't score efficiently. Like, at least Allen Iverson shot 40 plus percent from the floor. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to defend somebody who doesn't shoot efficiently from the floor. It's just hard to. Um, Anthony Edwards, one of the things I don't understand about college players is that he's supposed to be a great prospect, but he can't take his team to the NCAA tournament. Georgia was not going to make the NCAA tournament. Let's just get that out there because Georgia's not good at basketball. And they cheat at basketball, too. So, I mean, hey, and they still can't win. But, it's just my opinion. Like, Ben Simmons, when he got drafted, LSU did not make the NCAA tournament. They didn't even make the NIT tournament. So, how is Ben Simmons that great? I get that he puts up all these numbers, but obviously he can't get his team to win games. And you can say, there are plenty of... For number one picks who have not gotten their team to win, or lottery picks, we'll just say lottery picks. Now sometimes it can backfire on you, like people like Jimmer Fredette, but you gotta look at their weaknesses as well. Jimmer Fredette's an unathletic white guy who all he can do is shoot, but against good competition he can't get off his own shot that well. And he can't play defense either. The, those are big, big red lights right there. You, you gotta be like, whoa, these are some serious issues. So, we're not going to take him. Adam Morrison, same thing. Unathletic white guy, can't really play defense. Uh, they gave him the comparison to Larry Bird, which was hilarious to me. Larry Bird took a team of nobody's at Indiana State and got them to the championship game. Adam Morrison took Gonzaga, which is one of the best college teams in the nation, to... They got eliminated in the Final Four. Very much different right there. I get that he's, white, he's a white guy and he can shoot. That, that doesn't make him Larry Bird whatsoever. Um, Greg Oden, on the other hand. Greg Oden, number one pick. got He won High School Player of the Year three times. Got his team to the Final Four. Um, the only big red light on him was his knee. And his his uh, let, one leg was longer than the other and that had knee issues. And he was always injured. i just like to mention... Greg Oden, as much as you want to hate on Greg Oden, Greg Oden broke his wrist uh, at the beginning of the training camp in uh, for Ohio State his freshman year. Broke his right wrist. Greg Oden averaged 15 points with his left hand, his least dominant hand, or his less dominant hand. He averaged 15 points, 10 plus rebounds, and 3 plus blocks with his left hand only. I'd just like to mention that. 
So people who want to say Greg Oden won the, the Greg Oden is a bust because he's just not good. No, it's because of injuries, and that doesn't make you a bust. Now people like Anthony Bennett, who came out of UNLV, picked solely on potential. He could not score the basketball. He was not a good rebound. Eh, he's a he's an okay rebounder. He's not a good passer, and he didn't shoot efficiently from the floor. And they picked him solely on potential, and he was not good. Now, like guys that I, the guys that are in the in the NBA who compare to like Lamelo, guys who can score but don't shoot efficiently from the floor. Didn't mean to rhyme that, but it's okay. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is, was number one overall pick. He can score the basketball. He just doesn't shoot efficiently whatsoever. He shoots 30-something percent from the floor and 30-something percent from the three-point line. He's not very good at scoring the basketball efficiently. And we call him a bust. Or most some people do because he hasn't lived up to the potential of being a number one pick. Now, if LaMelo Ball is going to be the top five pick, and you've seen what Andrew Wiggins has done, there's your there's your NBA comparison. And I get that LaMelo is six seven point guard. Andrew Wiggins is the same same thing. I get LaMelo compassable. He also averages like five turnovers a game. We'll just get that out there. But there are plenty of people I would pick over LaMelo Ball. And the next episode we'll have my NBA mock draft. Um and where I think people should be picked and based on needs, based on how the current lottery odds are right now. Um, now granted, I've been wrong on some NBA prospects before just because of team need. Well, I feel like they would have been better if they ended up somewhere else. Like, currently, one of my people that I thought was going to be a pretty good NBA player, not great, but just pretty good, Dragon Bender. Dragonbender has been a total NBA bust. I'll admit I was wrong there, but I we have we didn't really see him play in Croatia. And of course, the next draft, what there was a guy named oh, what's that dude's name? Got picked by the Spurs, European guy. He got picked twenty second and not fourth. So NBA teams do learn from other teams' mistakes. And the, but the Pistons obviously didn't learn from that. I mean, Sekou Dumbia has a lot of potential, but in that he's drafted solely off potential. He's the eighth pick, not a top five pick, so I guess it's okay. But um, just pick solely on potential. I really don't like people who are solely picked on potential because yeah, they got a lot of room to grow, but they also have a lot of stuff to fix in their game. At least with people like. Uh, Steph Curry, you know he can shoot the ball, and you know he can dribble. Now, defense, he came in the league, it was bad at defense, he's still in the NBA, defense is still bad. So, some things you just can't fix. I mean, defense is about effort, and he's gotten better at defense, but he still doesn't show a lot of effort on the defensive end, because he uses all his energy on trying to score the basketball. But, um... Got like Victor Oladipo came in the NBA as a scorer, or kind of a scorer and defensive player. In the NBA now, he's gotten better, and when when healthy, he's an All Star and candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He was he had the Pacers at like the second seed before he got injured. 
that last year. That's good basketball, and that's a good pick. Just Orlando gave up on him way too easily. They shipped him to Oklahoma City. Then Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City shipped him out to Indiana. Now he's still on Indiana, and he's asking for a little bit more money than Indiana wants to pay him because we saw what happened with DeMarcus Cousins, where DeMarcus Cousins didn't take a big payday. And then got injured again. And Victor Oladipo saw that. But also the Pacers saw that. And they're not going to give Victor Oladipo all this money yet. But. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Um, I'm going to talk about my favorite basketball team. The Dallas Mavericks. It's going to be interesting to see. I know we'll probably get eliminated in the first round. By the Clippers in the playoffs. But. We have room for a max contract. And. After I do my mock draft, I'll talk about who I think we should take in the NBA draft. Just because this is the only year that Dallas Mavericks have their first round pick. Unless they're going to trade it. But we have a max spot in free agency. Anthony Davis is free agent, but we really don't need Anthony Davis. Um, there are a couple guys in free agency, but it's just a bad year for free agency. Um, Vic and then we have, we'd still have the max spot next year because Luka Doncic will still be on team control, so that would be good for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of guys that the Mavericks don't have much to do right now just because it's, it's really, it's not a good free agency class and we're going to be picking late in the draft anyway, so there's not much that can help us. Um, I'm going to talk about, uh, this will probably be the last topic we talk about today, um, Vince Carter. Now, with the NBA season over for the Hawks, Vince Carter has officially played his last game, finally. Um, Vince Carter is one of the most overrated players, in my opinion, in the NBA. All he could do was dunk and somewhat score, not very efficiently, to say the least. I mean, he scores more efficiently than Andrew Wiggins and LaMelo Ball, but that's not much... That's not much. Um, he never won an MVP. Never. He never really did anything. Um, he doesn't have any records. All he did was dunk. That's what he's most famous for. The dunk contest. Right there. That's all, you, that's all people know about Vince Carter. The dunk contest. We marked him out as a Hall of Fame player. He's really not. I mean, but today's standards, yes, he will make the Hall of Fame. But Vince Carter is one of the most underachieving NBA players of all time. He had teams that he could have won with. Example, the Raptors, his first, uh, they had Tracy McGrady. They didn't win. He didn't win there. Then he went to Brooklyn. At that time, it was New Jersey. So I'll say New Jersey. They went to the New Jersey Nets. Uh, the New Jersey Nets had just made the NBA Finals. They traded for Vince Carter. And Vince Carter, their team got worse. Vince Carter did not play good in New Jersey. And then after that, he went to Orlando. Orlando just made the NBA Finals too. Did not play good there. Like, Vince Carter has... Vince Carter, everywhere he went, he made the team worse. As a Dallas Mavericks fan, I can speak to that. Vince Carter made the, our Mavericks team worse than it already was. And he did not play good. So as much as people want to talk trash about Carmelo Anthony and say he's a locker room cancer, 
Why does nobody ever go back on the fact that Vince Carter might be a locker room cancer? Because of the fact every team that he goes to, they get worse than they were before. The, the Grizzlies, when he went to the Grizzlies, they got worse. When he went to the Kings, they were already bad. Wait, did he go to the Kings? I don't think he did. Um, the Hawks, the, they were already bad anyway, so it really didn't matter. They got worse anyway. <laughs> but yeah, every team every team that card has been to, they've gotten worse. Is it a sign that people want to look at? No, but we talk all this trash about Carmelo Anthony being a... Oh, he's a locker room cancer. Oh, he can't take a bench roll. And then Portland, he's lighting it up. So, and then <laughs> speaking of Portland, they're the only team that voted no on the NBA season continuing because they really don't have a shot at winning. So why would you want to play those eight games that don't really mean anything? Um. So yeah, it doesn't really make any sense about why. We'd never talk about Vince Carter being a locker room cancer. Um, that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Um, next episode, going to do my mock draft. Um, we might talk some cycling and NASCAR, because NASCAR's on. And uh, the Lance Armstrong documentary. I'll do some research and I'll figure out some stuff. Um, we, we should have a guest coming up soon. Not next episode, but the episode after that, maybe. Maybe we'll have him on. I don't know. Maybe to be a boy or girl. I really don't know at this point. Still lining that up. Seeing which episodes they want to be on. So I'll get that fixed. I'll let you know next episode. But thank you for listening to this episode of the 3-Ball Podcast. And we'll get back to you later. See ya.